Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcasts are like a mosh pit. If you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. Was you at the wedding at that where, for that second earthquake? That seven point one? Did did shit did it get crazy? Yeah. That shit was wild, bro. Each time the first one, I was just in my kitchen cooking breakfast. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh damn, I'm about to pass the fuck out. I thought like the I thought I was dizzy as shit. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking around my apartment and I see my whole apartment moving. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh shit, this is an earthquake. Yeah. Uh that shit was wild, bro. And I- this was having a sex dream, and the <laughs> first bed, one. This is the first the one. The first one, and my bed was like it was like ten thirty in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm getting that shit in, boy. I'm beating this shit up, boy. Let's go. And I was like, damn, I'm moving the whole bed, nigga. The room shaking, boy. And then I was like, I know I haven't gained this much weight. Right. The whole room gonna shake. And then it, I woke up. I snapped out of it. Yeah. Like, oh it, shit. Was the dream with somebody I know? No. Right. I was uh I was doing I was on my way to a conference. I spoke at the World Zoroastrian conference that day during the first one. And I was on my way to it, it was in the city of industry, California, a little farther out uh, yeah. super east. And I was driving, I was at a red light, and it felt like you know when the trucks go by on the highway, mm-hmm. it's like and your car sort of shakes. Mm-hmm. It felt like that, but there was no trucks. I was hell alone on the road and I was like because I was in the middle of city of industry, California, ain't nothing out there. Yeah. And I was alone at a red light and my car was shaking and I was like this is a motherfucking earthquake, and I knew how much of a millennial I was because to confirm it was an earthquake, I went to Twitter real quick. I mean, oh, yeah. that's the way earthquake. you. That's the way you find out shit. Now, I was bro. like, oh shit, this will be the quick, quickest. Thing. And it was earthquake. Now the second one last night, I was at my uh, my friend Kamal's house. We were just talking basketball and talking basketball. This is like an hour or two before the tray went down. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking basketball. Where Kawhi gonna go? And literally, dude said, "All right, so." I know you super into basketball. Where do you think Kawhi is going to go? And I was like, the Lakers. <laughs> Earthquake. Two hours later, I was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I work. tweeted last week. I was like, uh, when the, not, not last week, but a couple of days ago, when the first one hit, I was like, uh, that earthquake symbolizes Kawhi is going to shake things up and come to the Clippers. Boy, was I. When you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right, baby. And I, uh, yesterday, I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding. Very nice wedding. My friends from high school, they've been together since, like, we were in high school. Mm. So, high school sweethearts, mm. getting married. Wedding was very nice. It was downtown in one of them old buildings. And I'm just like, if another earthquake, because people was talking about the earthquake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, if another earthquake happens, like, we're safe in here. Because right. these buildings been here since. Unless it's brick. Brick building, that's the place you want to be in an earthquake. But yeah. It was fine. Like, yeah. they've been retrofitted, you oh, know, right, right, like right. everything, like all those buildings down there are on like rollers. The rollers, right. And so, like, we're in there, and next thing, like, they're just, the the speeches are about to start. So the maid of honor is about to talk. And, like, I start feeling the, the ground move. I feel the earth move, move under, under my feet. feet. I and feel the sky tumbling down. But it's then we're in there, down. And, the, and the shit is moving, and nobody else is recognizing it. And I'm like, 
Because, you know, people was, like, walking around, sitting down. The buffet had started. People was getting food. Everything was popping. Like, people getting drinks. Everybody kind of already tipsy from, like, that pre-before-you-sit-down yeah, part. right. The cocktail right. hour. The right. cocktail hour, yeah. And so everybody... Before you sit down part. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Before you... <laughs> be, 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 like, when you leave the ceremony and then you... There's, yeah. like, a little room where the you... The cocktail hour yeah. is what they call it. And so... Yeah, I don't know what they call it. But it, when it, it's that part when you... Before you... No, uh... It's the cocktail hour, Carl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All that, Jackie's. But anyway... Whatever this part, no. Uh, but so we sit down, and I'm like, I feel this shit. I'm like, this ain't from people walking around. Yeah. This is a fucking earthquake. And then they have, this room is like, they have these huge, like, old school chandeliers. Ooh, them and them motherfuckers start swaying mm-hmm. like this. And then you look outside, and you see a light post, like, doing this. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, earthquake, earthquake. Like, but people were still sitting down there. And it was like, let's stop. <laughs> Hold on, wait, speech. And then the DJ got on, like, it's all good, y'all. It's a little earthquake. We shaking things up with this marriage. <laughs> we shaking it up, y'all. It's, all, it's a little earthquake. We all say Meet me at the altar in your earthquake. That's what he went to next, I'm sure <laughs> They did. did play that yeah. yesterday. That oh, shit wow. is wild. Because I, I, I was trying to make a jagged edge joke. Oh, man. Jagged. Dope-ass. Dope-ass R&B group. Not too deep for us. I just, the second earthquake yesterday, I was in Hollywood and I didn't feel it that much. Mm-hmm. But that shit I, lasted for like twenty seconds. It bro. did, but yeah, where I long. was, it didn't hit as hard. I don't yeah. know why. But I had just gotten in my car. I literally opened the door and sat my ass down in the car, mm-hmm. and the car was shaking. I was like, "Damn, I thought I lost some weight." Yeah, I was like this motherfucking car uh, is moving. <laughs> so I like put my foot on the brake. I was like, "Damn, I must have really got in this motherfucker." And then it clicked. Like, oh wait. This must be another earthquake. Right. <laughs> or at first, I thought it was an aftershock. Yeah. Because it really was. But it was bigger that, than the first one. That was a 7.1. Right. That's yeah. the thing. So where I was, it was not that big. But yeah. my mom, like, texted me and was like, that one was worse than yesterday. And I started going and other, I started getting other texts like, now nah, that was an earthquake. I was like, oh, damn. I'm glad I wasn't wherever it was really fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit is crazy, too. Which y'all... Y'all got earthquake kit? Y'all got earthquake kits? Nah, I don't no, I don't. Have a... I'm, I'm Nigga, gonna... you got a child in your house. I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna <laughs> like, make one. And I know you ain't the dad, yeah. but y'all got a child in y'all house. Y'all better get uh, an earthquake I, kit. I'm one of those people that I've always felt like this. Whether it's a whether it's a, a act of nature, whether it's a zombie apocalypse, whether it's aliens landing, whether if any of those movie situations, the I am legend type shit or deep impact type shit, I'm not a survivor. <laughs> I'm gonna pap some Ambien. I'm gonna go to bed. Ambient. Why? You gonna wake up? I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna go to bed. No, I'm saying like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let whatever it is come get me. Oh. Zombies come eat me. Asteroid come hit. Like I've lived a good life. I've traveled the world. I've 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 done enough things. Like I'm gonna be in the middle of the street. If there's a hell below, we're uh, all gonna go. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna get on the highway to be stuck in traffic on the five for 57 hours trying to get somewhere. I'm not gonna try to go to LAX. It ain't gonna happen. I'm just gonna pass out. And let the asteroid hit, or let the zombies. <laughs> well, eat. if the asteroid hit, ain't nobody gonna survive. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, a, I'm not a survivor. So yeah, earthquake kick. No, nah, if the earthquake gonna snap and I'm gonna fall on the earth, I'm gonna fall on the earth. I mean, I'm gonna try to save the people I want to save. That's exactly. the part. That's the part about like being away from your family though, because you just hope your family has the same will to live that you do, and y'all all surviving, and then y'all connect. I would love, uh, like IE Zombie Land type shit where. I'm traveling across the country to get somewhere to see if like somebody's alive or mm-hmm. to do some shit. I would fuck with that. That would be fun. I I think that would be fun. I spent the last eight weeks doing a play called Put Your House in Order at right. the Hoya Playhouse. Yeah. And that's a play about the end of the world and what people do. And these people are on a date. They're on a first date. They end up in this yard in Evanston and this beautiful house. 
but they know that shit is happening outside the gate. So now you got two people on a first date in a yard and they know that if they leave the gate, they probably going to die. Right. That's a weird situation to be in. And all the plans that they had, they can't do. These are people who had plans for the world, but you can't because I didn't know I was going to be on a date in Evanston in the backyard. So all this plan and shit, like, what if you can't get to your earthquake kick? Because you, yeah. in Hollywood, at, well, because we're here. Right. If you know me, you know I keeps snacks in the house. Mm-hmm. So earthquake kick. Under the kick. bed. You got, you got the Coca-Cola under the bed. I got the, I got the uh, Coke Life under the bed. <laughs> I got some, some cup noodles. <laughs> oh, wait, the, I mean, it's going to be. If so it's you gonna need be, to get your own place. <laughs> you know, I, I don't keep out, that bro. stuff under the bed. I was going to say, move out, a, bro. I have a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude, because you can afford your own place. Hey, get out of my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, Wait, you can afford uh, your own place. I'm, I'm looking to move right now. Can Go. someone explain the living situation? What? You know, well, I don't understand. Since y'all keep putting me on blast. Right, we, can, we can cut uh, it. We can cut no, this it, if you want. Fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't give a hell. Who, who I'm trying to impress? <laughs> These you motherfuckers. To, you trying to impress? You ain't trying to impress iHeartRadio? You ain't trying to impress the How Stuff Works no more? How Stuff Works? Who? <laughs> you ain't trying to impress them? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I uh, <laughs> I live with a series of roommates. <laughs> <laughs> you in a hostel? No, no, no. I, we have an apartment. It's you know, a, it's a big apartment. But What'd you say? You know, uh, I'm not gonna say. You know, Iffy. Oh, Iffy, no one Yeah, that Wadi way. Uh, uh, yeah, we that dude's together. funny too. Uh, we live together. Super funny dude. And uh, he's married. Okay, and has a child. And I moved in to. Be a part of the kids' life. Oh, this like, like you like a. You oh, like, you you weren't there before, huh? You weren't there before. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, about, so you're like fun uncle Carl. Six, yeah, about six months before. Yeah, damn. Oh, you but you uncle moved Carl. in at the prep during the pregnancy. I mm-hmm. always thought you were there, and then that shit just happened. No, I moved in during the pregnancy because oh, they wanted dope. to kick out their other roommate. So you, you fun uncle Carl. Yeah, I'm fun uncle Carl. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's great. cool. That's dope. I, moved, I mean, but now it is time. I have, I got too much shit. Yeah, and I have exhausted. Like I, I have. Like my room, it's like there's no. I, I, it looks like a hoarder's room. Like mm-hmm. I have to get out. I have to leave. So because you, you got like one room and they yeah, got that's like, it. Yeah, not much closet space. Instead. Right, and well, you okay. just you just need you need you need you need your space. I man. need space, and I'm about to get that. Jaquise was supposed to move out of his apartment and turn it over to me. Is I that was true? Trying to. In Burbank, I would have. Yeah, damn. I still we still want to. They just raised our rent. So All I, right, let I, me get in there. I've been subletting this place uh, over like. Like Glendale, that Water Village sort of area. I really like it right now. I've been subletting it. And I was in it for two and a half, almost three years. And this dude is like, hey, I'm thinking about coming back. At the same time, the dude says thinking about coming back, I get this gig in San Diego. So I'm like, damn, the gig is May 1st to June 30th. It's literally those two months, two, two months at the exact days like people get apartments. So I was like, all right, cool, perfect. It's a sign. I'm about to leave. So I left May 1st. On, I was off Mondays in San Diego. So I drove up Sunday night and Mondays I would look for spots. Everything I went in for, everything I went in for, I got denied or it wasn't cool. It was too expensive. I couldn't do it. I was like, fuck, this shit sucks. So I come back and my mom always says, everything happens for a reason. Everything's happening for a reason. You're going to get the next one. You're going to get the next one. I found this dream apartment, this fucking dream apartment in Studio City. I got it last week. I got approved. I'm so happy. I move in August 8th. And so for the next month, I am subletting my friend's spot in Burbank. And I move into the spot August 8th, and I fucking can't wait. Congratulations. One bedroom. One bedroom. Hell yeah. Nice. I can't wait. It's like, but it's like if I didn't get rejected from those other spots, I never would have found this thing. Unmark. <laughs> now, I congratulations, first of all. I have a question. What is a sublet? Are you in, like, I, I don't understand the idea of this, because somebody else sent me 
uh, like a yo, Some this, this woman's gonna be gone for six months. I was like, if I'm trying to get something, I want to be in it. Now, are you sleeping in that guy's bed, sitting on his couch, watching his TV? You're just so, living in his house. Like, how does a sublet so, work? Yeah, it's interesting because like that's I would never. I'm a person who wouldn't really be into someone subletting my stuff unless I like really know that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want someone because I don't trust nobody. It's on my stuff, on my furniture, in my bed, on my couch, all that yeah. stuff. But I don't have a problem subletting other people's place. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I bring all my sheets, of course, yeah, all that shit, yeah. But yeah, I was basically in this dude's apartment. Now, you smashed on this dude's bed. I did. Ooh, <laughs> he knows. I mean, it's been three years. I'm not going to sit here and lie. So I've been celibate <laughs> for three years, um, and everybody knows Bezad's a big comer. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true, real talk. <laughs> um, Bezad is the biggest comer in Los Angeles. He's the biggest. He's the biggest. Everyone knows this. This is Carl's Trump impression. <laughs> Everyone knows how big Bezad comes. Uh, it's so funny. So I, I, uh, I, I went in there on like a one month thing. I was supposed to be there for one month, and this dude is a theater actor, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a theater actor, so I'm like, yeah, he gonna come. He's doing his gig. I'm gonna come back. This, he books another gig. He books another gig. He books another gig. Then he was like, hey, how about six months? Then how about eight months? I lived in that place almost three years. Yeah. And it was dope. I was like, I got, I love this spot. I'm so comfortable here. I didn't have to buy no furniture and do nothing. I just pay this man rent on Venmo. Mm-hmm. So you just pay. A sublet is just you just don't have a lease. Yeah. You just live in someone's thing. Um, but now that I got my own spot for the first time since I moved to L.A., actually. Wow. Yeah. So this August 8th is my first spot since I moved to L.A. That's in my name that I'm going to have to like set up bills for and like do yeah. this shit for. I'm really excited to like make it my own, put my own furniture up, put my own art up, like buy my own shit and like feel like this is my home. Yeah. I'm Hell excited. Yeah. King of my castle. I'm ready. I'm I'm anxious for that too. I I've been I've been searching in areas like mostly east, like the Glendales, yeah. Los Feliz. Where I live right now is I'm in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. Don't dox me. Parking's uh, hard, right? I mean, yeah, uh parking is terrible. Yeah. Uh but we have an arrangement with our building mm-hmm. that I basically block my roommates in. So if they need to leave, I get I just gotta wake up and move the car. Right. Which is a small price to pay considering how bad parking yeah. is. My brother lived in Koreatown. He said he would drive around for an hour. He said there were nights where he was like ticking me. Yeah. Ticking me. I don't care. Oh, I need, yeah, I need def- to go upstairs. There's definitely been nights where I run the risk because I you you gotta Google like would I get towed if I park right here? Or just mm-hmm. ticket it. Or just ticket it. And then if it's just ticketed, bro, I've I've Literally left my car in red zones. Yeah, my brother said the same thing. He was like, I've been driving around for an hour and a half. I got to sleep. Like, yeah. I got to go home and sleep. I got to be up in the morning like, ticket yeah. me. As long as, you're, as long as you're not in front of a meter. I mean, not a meter. Uh, uh, a fire hydrant. A fire, fire hydrant. Yeah. Bro, you're good. I've definitely left my car in a red zone. And you got a ticket or no. you got lucky? I got lucky. Woke up the next morning. He got tickets. <laughs> he got tickets. Uh, I know. <laughs> my brother got tickets. Oh, he, your brother got tickets? Yeah. This is back in the career time, yeah. I left that shit there. Because you got to pull it like in a in a way that it could be like. Wait, is that red? Right, like, right. It can't be like a clear, like you can't fresh have coat of paint you can't red. have red right behind you and red right in front. <laughs> yeah, of you. yeah, no. It's usually like you know how sometimes people will pull too far back right mm-hmm. in front of a mm-hmm. red, mm-hmm. so you may have like a half a car's length. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking taking that shit. Fuck it. Yeah, oh, you, you, yeah, you a risk taker. If it's just a ticket, it's cool. I know mm-hmm. this sounds like frivolous money's been yeah. but uh, if, if it's just a ticket I'm not tripping there's someone right now in Oklahoma like they pay for parking and they pay for tickets yeah. sorry I didn't mean to insult that's the how, listeners that's man. how every Oklahoma person sounds <laughs> uh, especially after this past week uh, they ain't got nothing to look forward to uh, that's bad I'm Damn. sorry I'm sorry Oklahoma I'm talking basketball by the time this podcast comes out Westbrook is long gone <laughs> uh, I uh, I I'd be salty as fuck when I get lazy and I got a garage. 
And I still get lazy sometimes and just park out front. Do I you have to like, pull it up? Is it no, a it's automatic up? clicker. Oh, shit. Uh, but, on, it's a, but it's tight as shit. So when you a, say you got lazy, you don't want to go like this? You don't want to put <laughs> no, it? No, no. The, the part is the actual parking into it. Because so there is a garbage can. Like my apartment's garbage can is right in front of my garage door. And so I can only back into my garage spot because mm-hmm. I, I can't pull into it. It's too much. And then pulling out, it's too fucking much. So whenever I don't feel like, and it's a one car garage. And when I tell you it is tight, it is tight. Like I can't, I like, I can't let anybody into my car from the garage. I have to pull out for people to get in my car. And I only have half a door to open to get out of my car. So it is very tight. If y'all are listening, it's very tight. It's very he has to tight. pull out. It's like pussy. Uh, and everyone knows Jaquise is a big comer. comer. He's the biggest. He's the biggest. I've known two big comers in my he's life. Two big Bezard, comers. Jaquise. is a big comer. Big, big comer. comer. I, you know, I be, I be, I, you know, I let, I let the juice flow. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. When I get lazy, man, and I don't feel like parking in that shit. And I'll just park out front because parking is easy in Burbank. But when I get a ticket, I'll be salty as fuck. Yeah, Jackie's juice. That's what I thought of when you said I let the juice fall. Uh, that's, that's what I call it. Uh, Unmark! <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Welcome back to Culture Kings. You got two familiar voices who've been with me all week so far. We got Bezad in the house. We got the return of the king. One more time, Carl Tart. Ah, Oh, return of the king once again. <laughs> do that, do that screaming in. Yeah! Carl is a big comer. He's the biggest comer I've <laughs> ever seen. That's the sound that I make. I was having a sex dream the other day during the during the earthquake. It was just like, yeah! Carl Yo. is the biggest comer I've ever met. <laughs> I've, I've, I've told this story before on the pod, so I don't care about telling it again. Sex dreams are wild, man. I remember one time, it was after I passed that blunt. And I got I very love high. Past that blunt. You know I'm past that blunt's biggest fan. I know. I, I love mean, that I keep trying to show. get Carl to come back, but Carl always don't be coming. You <sighs> that coming to show the one Friday? is so fucking funny. Midnight. It's the one improv Midnight. show in LA that I, I try not to miss. You do shows late, man. Midnight. I'm telling you guys, if anybody's in LA, I'm th- I'm not getting paid for this. I'm telling you, past that blunt is so fun for me. I crack up like whenever I go to past that blunt, I spend an hour just laughing straight. It's are fun, you in man. the audience or do you? Are you? I'm in the audience. Now? He never asked me to participate. Okay. But what's crazy is like what I like about past that blunt is there's always one person sober. And that person is always trying to like fuck with them. Who, Ronnie? Ronnie is like the tall skinny with the beard, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's so funny, yo. So fucking funny. He's always trying to fuck with them. Like if they say something, he'll always bring it back and be like, what was that thing you said again? And they're so high they don't remember. And it's so fun for the audience. In fact, I went to pass that blunt on my birthday. Mm. Um, Did you come to the one that I did? That that was a fun one. Me, Lamar. That was a fun one, yeah. We kept doing this bit. We were like, some... Who else going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that shit was fun. It was after that. The story I'm telling was after that. Past that, blunt. people had gotten too high. That's why we, we was got doing so it. It was high. Just like, oh, people are like, like you looked at the back line and it was just like, because I only I don't smoke like that. So I took like two two hits. Ronnie don't smoke at all. But the whole thing gets smoked out. The whole yeah. thing is like hot boxed. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing is hot boxed. I'm surprised show, they man. let y'all do that. Uh, it's crazy. Unmark. <laughs> you gotta leave those unmarks in. <laughs> Uh, we up in here talking that shit, folks. We talking that shit, y'all. But Jackies, I'm reading a I'm reading a series of tweets from the replies to your uh, "Let's Go Clippers" tweet. Mm-hmm. First of all, I got a lot of people to call out here. All right, I know we said out. we weren't gonna really talk about basketball. That's okay. But th- th- let's just take a a good second to to call out. First of all, 
if he's saying you a cornball for this, uh, if he does not like basketball, <laughs> like this is an act. Oh, I know. Secondly, but he's but he a Laker fan though, right? He he's a he's a tangential Laker fan. Tangential, like what, tangential. What is, it, what is what is that word? I mean, mean? like he's like he, he like he'll root for the Lakers if if they're good, and because he's an LA dude. Yeah. But he was right. also like he was also rooting for the Warriors a couple years ago. Just okay. I think that was just him trolling me. Oh, okay, okay. But like it's also like his his sports trolls don't work because I know that he does not like sports. He don't like, like sports. He don't get it. So like, and then this uh, Julian Burrell. Yeah, yo, we got we 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 went back person? and forth. He a producer on another pod uh, that I, I've been on. Uh, but him saying Clippers fans are like all the annoying Laker fans with literally none of the clout. Get the fuck. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's a cool dude. I will say that. He's a cool dude. But like I did not. I was like, that's just not true. That's just not true. And clout means nothing. Clout is only relevant to your fan base. What? What do you mean by that? Clout is only only your fan base cares about bullshit. We just talked on the last podcast about how players want to play for the Lakers because of clout. No, no, no. Okay, but here's what I mean by that. He was saying that even if the Clippers win a championship, it won't matter because oh. they don't have the clout that LA well, does. Well, that's stupid. And I'm like, clout only matters to your fan base, and that, and that, if the Clippers win a title. They ain't gonna get no fuck about your clout. The Clippers entire the parade will be amazing. They, for the yeah, Clippers they're fans. not gonna I care mean, about obviously. the clout of Ella of the just Lakers. Just like Toronto just won theirs and they're having. What, a is he a fan? What team is he a fan of? Julian. Yeah, the Lakers. He like it's ridiculous to me. Like I literally never hear legit Clipper fans talking more shit about the Lakers than normal. Like just like I'm a Clipper fan. I'm not a Laker fan. Right. Like, mm. it, it's never like... Clipper fans talk about Laker fans all the time. Laker fans? Right. Because they suck. But the, the Lakers themselves, again. the Lakers themselves, we do not, we're not sitting here being like, like the, the rivalry extends to like a, y'all want to see us lose, we want to be left alone. This ain't really a rivalry. That's what I'm saying. Lakers care more about exactly. the Celtics. Exactly. So there is no, there's not no real rivalry. Until yet, this year, they're like about I, to be. Like I said last year, like right. I said last podcast, whatever, how many days ago that ever was. Like, whatever, when I said, you don't see Clipper fans at Laker games rooting for the other team. Yeah. You I, literally see sections of Laker fans group of, at Clipper that's games. That's because there's a lot more Laker fans, which means yeah. a lot more weirdos doing weird shit like that. But, if one thing is true and another thing is not. Yeah, but my 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 again, my point is that like the Lakers aren't worried about the Clippers. Until this until year. Until they are worried until about the, the Clippers. Until, this until year. they have been for the past ten years, bro. We've been smacking that ass for a long yeah, time. But, not but, ten. Uh when eight. was the last when was the last eight years? But the, but, the, had... but the Clippers weren't having been a threat in these past years to win a championship either. It, now I will say let, let's let's just say the Lakers were trash this year and y'all got PG and Kawhi, but for some reason we didn't have LeBron and AD and we were trash. Then I think we would be saying, "Oh fuck, the Clippers could actually win a championship, and the Lakers are trash." But that's that the would thing, be bad. bro. That hasn't happened in the last eight we years. We not that, that you're proving my point by saying we haven't been a threat to win a championship. Neither have y'all. But For as sure. long as we don't, y'all are okay. That's lame. Like that's that to me is like why that's the same. That's the exact same as the person sitting at the Laker game, at the Clipper game, in a Lakers uniform, rooting against us, even though y'all team ain't been a threat what to I'm win a to championship Lakers, in the past eight years either. Sure, but what I'm trying to say is, like, when all things are equal, Lakers fans aren't thinking about the Clippers. 
and yet they kind of always are because the Clippers exist. Period. I, and it's and it's especially our is the Celtics, especially when the Clip, the Lakers are because first of all, when the Lakers were good, it was the Clippers don't mean shit. The Clippers right. are the Clippers suck. They don't mean nothing. And then when the Clippers got better than the Lakers, it was like fuck the Clippers. They'll never win a championship. Mm-hmm. So it's still always thinking about the Clippers. That's what that is. I don't know, man. That's coming from a Clippers fan statement. But we probably got to not talk about basketball again because we did one <laughs> whole podcast about it. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Whoever that guy was. Yeah. I mean, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's There's cool 5,000 listeners out there who are like, God damn it again. again? No, we stopping okay. it. We stopping it. It's okay. It. We stopping it. And we're going to talk about something else right after this break. We'll be back. We back, y'all. Summer is in full effect. So, uh, I want to talk about where we want the rest of our summers to go. Because right now we're in the middle of July. Or the beginning of July, I should say. So we got two months. We got three months of L.A. summer left, essentially. We got all of July, all of August, and most of September. Yeah. I'm not a big... uh... Summer guy, I guess. Not not like I don't like like I, I love the summer. You but grew up I, in LA though, right? Yeah. So like yeah, every, I grew up in snow in upstate yeah. New York, so I love the summer. Yeah. Every every day is a summer here, kinda in a way. Except on days where it drops below sixty degrees, in 60 which I pull out my Tims and my puff jacket, son. Let's go. LA <laughs> son. Skull caps. Yeah. And long johns. Uh, yeah. Uh and it's fifty nine degrees outside. <laughs> um I have been I have not been in a writer's room this summer, which I have been for the past three summers. And so I don't have to wake up when people are having like day barbecues. uh, I can go now. I am doing a little bit more acting work. I've been doing a lot more traveling. And so I'm like, oh, this is like I'm getting used to this. But work does need to be happening more. (laughs) Like I am. I've been I've done two big acting gigs this summer. Mm -hmm. And so those have both been really cool. To be out of the writer's room. That's awesome. And be back in front of the camera and also not being like so strapped for money where I can't like where every day I'm like stressed about work. Like I literally can wake up during the day. I've been training. So I'm working on my summer body for next summer. Trying to get snatched. Lifestyle change. Trying to get them trying to get them nips out. Uh yeah, man. I I on 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 July fourth, I made it the whole day. Wearing just a, a jersey with no shirt on under. And you know me. You know yeah. how self-conscious I'll get. Yeah, that you don't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And eventually during the day, I ended up putting the t-shirt on. <laughs> but it just, I, somebody took a picture of me and I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been working with this Marine. And like He's a Marine. Dude is like 26 years old. Yeah. Crazy, man. Does he talk to you like, get the fuck on the floor? So I told him the first day. Cause I saw his whole attitude. I went to this gym to work out with another homie, black dude owns the gym, played college football with Shoney actually, or ran track, ran track with mm-hmm. Shoney, like athlete from Louisiana. So we both saints fans. The homie Vlad told me about it. I was like, yeah, boy, I'll come down there check my boy out. I, I like get trained by somebody who's like me. And first day he was like, I'm gonna put you with Gio and Gio bald head Mexican dude come stomping on. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh boy, buff as hell. I'm like, bro, Come on, man. Like, also, like, shorter. So, kind of got, like, a uh, little bit of that syndrome, uh, especially when uh, the dude shows up that's, like, bigger than him. But right. he has to prove, like, uh, I'm stronger. I know I'm, my I'm still stronger than you. I'm yeah. still. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, I get it. You are stronger than me, bro. <laughs> like, I, that's why I'm here to see you. Yeah. Uh, and 
I told him from the first day, I was like, bro, I do not want to be yelled at. Don't yell at me. I was like, it's not going to, I, I'm fine with you motivating me, but do not yell at me. Yeah, that's not motivation. That's not motivation. But that's what they don't, know, right? Don't degrade me. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what he knows. And I was like, and I, I see him when we're working out. He still kind of got like a like a cop vibe almost. Because he wants to be like, lift that shit, you pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, bro, I don't need you to, I don't need you to babysit me, but just explain the exercise and get me through my reps. Mm-hmm. That's what I need from you. I was like, I haven't worked out in a very long time, like consistently. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go to the gym, push up fucking 255 on the bench and then be sore as fuck the next day and don't go back to the gym for another month. Like, right. but now I'm working out consistently three times a week. That's awesome. And I'm like, I he was like, I can see the muscles in you, bro. I can see the muscles in you. Like, he wants to yell. So I was like, and I so I told him, I was like, yo, man, like I said, you can be motivational, but just don't degrade me. Like, that's it. It's not yelling. It's like, don't degrade me. Like, right. just get me through my sets. Keep me accountable. Right. Like, and I see like the wheels spinning in his head, trying to figure out how to not. Not degrade, to, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, not to be uh, his normal yeah. training. So. I don't think he knows about positive reinforcement. No, nah, okay, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he he definitely has to learn that. But I'll I'll be joking with him and shit, like try to get him to laugh and stuff like that. Like, yeah. come on, man, like, yeah, just it's 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 cool. Like, let's let's build a friendship here. Let's build a like that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that shit is wild, man. I haven't I I've been eating better for this summer and just in general, not just for summer, but like I need to start working out more. Cause if I work out, then I'll get, like, I'll get even more trim mm-hmm. and like fit than people assume I am right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. Next summer, that body gonna be where you want it to be. Well, what I'm using right now, because you know me, I hate cardio. I don't mm-hmm. like the idea of running somewhere. But you play ball though. Playing ball is different than but, but that's, just that's, going out for a run. Right, but fuck runs. Like, you, ball is better. Than, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Cardi- like, than, it's, like, jogging. Yeah, it's, it's like, I can still play ball. I was even, like, I even have done, I was like, oh, let's do some cardio. Like, I've gone out and, like, ran routes, like, ran football routes, put mm-hmm. on the cleats, throw the ball with the homies. That's an easier way to, like, get uh, sprints in and stuff. Yeah, I love doing cardio by playing basketball. Yeah. I play basketball, I have fun. You run on a treadmill, I don't have no fun. No. But I have fun playing basketball, so I like doing that. You yeah. get a sweat in, all that, that's great. Yeah. But I'm using, I'm actually on a weightlifting program where right. it's just like For sure. heavy lifting. Yeah. Terry Crews told me this. Name drop. He told mm-hmm. me, he was like, brother, <laughs> brother, here's what you got to do. You see, you, you people go to the gym and they're lifting those tiny little weights all day. That ain't doing nothing for you, brother. You got to go out there. You got to max it out, brother. From the start, yeah, Terry Crews not is from a not big from the start, but he's like you got to build up to yeah. it. So like, find a weight that you can comfortably lift ten times, yeah, and then add to that, add to that every time, like every day uh, you go back to the gym, add yeah. to that. Yeah, Terry Crews is a big motherfucker. I he's met huge. him on set, and that nigga, I was just like, not only is he tall as shit, but he's also exactly. just a yeah. big motherfucker. I was like, this nigga that could dude, uh, knock me out. I got an inch on Terry Crews, and I was you like, got an inch on yeah, him? I was like. This See, he looks taller than you he's just, just because bigger. he's bigger than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but when we stood next to each other, you could tell, like, oh, I, that I dude, got an inch uh, on you, boy. <laughs> that was good, T. That dude, Billy Brown, who plays Nate Leahy on How to Get to a Murder, mm-hmm. he's a big motherfucking dude. And I see yeah. him, I was like, oh, he looks big. But I, the first time I saw him was at a table read. And the way he moved out the chair to sit at the table for the table read, like, the chair was like a little toy. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, you a big motherfucker. Big like, yeah. He moved it with like, it It looked like the Hulk moving the chair. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. Let me let me ask you something then. Because I know Terry. Well, I don't know him, but mm. I know who he is. Would you take a punch from Terry Crews? No. For how much? Well, just I'm in general, get, why no, would no, I take no, a punch from anybody? No, 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 not in general. <laughs> not in general. Would you take a punch from Terry Crews in the jaw? Or. What's something like? What's something else? I can't think of nothing else. Wherever Terry is punching, it's cracking. Yeah. <laughs> and so no, the answer is no. I don't want to take a punch from nobody. But like, or, or would you let? Or would you let Terry Crews take uh, a shit on your chest? I was about to say, would you let a girl take a shit on your chest? Oh yeah, and shit fr- away, girl. <laughs> like how, what's she been eating? Is she that, been, how's how's nah, the f- she been she been eating greens? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna say this. Here's this. I let this a girl. A fucking I'd, insane question. I'd let a girl. I'd let a girl take a shit on my chest because you could like wash that off, and in a couple of days you could try to forget about it. <laughs> but like in a couple of days, your jaw from Terry Crews punch wired all right, shut. All right. What about a punch to the gut? No, because he, he's gonna he fucking gonna break fuck my fucking like, <laughs> bottom of my rib cage. He's yeah, gonna readjust my up. ribs. Oh. You still gonna whatever Terry Crews punches you're gonna feel in a couple days. That shit that sounds weird. Readjust my ribs. Because if, <laughs> if a girl shits on my chest, I'm gonna shower for 14 hours and I'm gonna go see 12 comedies. Like I'm gonna go to every comedy <laughs> in the movie theater. It depends right. on how fine she is, what she's been eating. Okay. As long as it's like not Near my face, chest, like no, no. I love no, that it chest. depends on how fine she is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's gonna be it's it's two girls. It's two girls. One, one at the top, one, Carl. one at the bottom. <laughs> two girls, one two girl, Carl. one car. Two girls and one car. <laughs> and it's not ice cream this time. It's real shit. <laughs> Why that you shit know the music I, by heart? Yeah. Oh, Carl knows the music by hell, heart. Yeah, do you know how many times we watched that video? We was in high school Dude. once. For me, I watched once. It, Bro, it was the fucking. I watched that show. The reaction one videos. Time. That reaction was like one of the first. I see the reaction videos. You are. Right. Those were videos. the first like YouTube like viral oh, hits of people yeah. sitting there making their oh, parents oh, watch. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> that shit was so. The old grandma. Yeah. Oh, the grandma. She was cousin. Yeah. What the fuck, Jerry? What the fuck? Something is wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> How many people out there are like, what are they talking about? Oh, uh, everybody young. knows oh, two girls. Nah, if they, you don't know two girls in one cup, you young. You got to remember, we older, man. I know. We older. I wish I could track, I wish there was a way to track people who listen to Culture Kings and people who have Googled two girls, one cup today. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Let okay, so know. two girls, one know. cup. Two girls, one cup for those youngins out there who were too young to be on the I internet. Say, just go watch it. Go search it and watch it. <laughs> go, go find two girls. Don't up. even tell them. I think that's assault. <laughs> I think is you it? can't tell people to do that. Is it, is it assault? Uh, uh, it's a parody, though. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, now nah, tell them what it is. Tell them what it is. Uh, it was a a pornographic film featuring two women. Film? <laughs> video. Yeah, a this pornographic film video, video man. featuring two women who... Uh, Started to make out with each other. Started off normal, and you know, then... and then all of a sudden, one drops trial, starts shitting, and it's like, okay, cup. still freaky, but a little bit weirder. And they shitting in a cup. And it's nasty looking shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like soft, like chocolate ice cream looking shit. <laughs> They're shitting in the cup, right? <laughs> and then it was like, okay, oh shit, this shit is getting freaky. But all right, I, I'm still in. <laughs> you still in, nigga? Yeah. I was almost yeah. out. <laughs> But then they start eating the shit. Uh, and then and start making it, out. And making out with yeah. it. And spitting in each other's mouth. And rubbing with it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so it's nasty. It and then I was like, okay, filth. I'm still shock. in. What's next? No, it's <laughs> Yo, 
Can we do? Y'all want to do something? Y'all no. want to watch it? No, I want to watch that shit. Y'all want to watch it? I remember again? vividly. No, hey, get reactions. Those images are burned into no, my like head. I'm about to. I'm about to pull it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to. <laughs> now let's do it. We let's went. Do we, it. we literally asked Carl about what he's looking forward to this summer. Now we're watching two girls, one cup. <laughs> How did that happen? What are you looking forward to this summer, Bezat? Uh, well, I just I just finished doing this play, and I haven't done a play in three years, so I got a chance to work on a new play again, which was awesome because you know I've been in LA doing TV, but when you do TV in LA, you know you get a chance to say your ten lines, you do your thing, but you don't yeah. really feel like you're using the full. Uh, spectrum of your talent mm-hmm. and so I got to be on stage uh, at La Jolla Playhouse it's called Put Your House in Order by my homie Ike Holter from Chicago he's an up and coming uh, not up and coming he's very established now and taking off sort of all mediums uh, uh, Broadway uh, television film all kind of stuff he's doing great um, and so I got a chance to do drama I got a chance to do comedy I got a chance to sort of like lead a, a play and be physical and that shit was really great and so I just got back um, and my brother just moved to Australia uh, he has type one diabetes and he was having trouble getting insurance here in this country. And so you had to buy insulin out of pocket, but insulin in Australia is like a third of the cost. He wanted to move anyway, wasn't feeling LA. So he moved to Australia literally for a life change, but also for affordable insulin. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause no insurance company would cover him with type one diabetes, which is fucked up. Um, so anyway, so I want to go visit Australia. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm going to go visit my brother in Australia. I've never been. And I might be back on season three of The Shy. I'm hoping that happens. Okay. Season three of The Shy is the writers' room got uh, delayed a little bit because of some stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm coming back. I hope I'm coming back. I think I'm coming back, and I'm looking forward to that and uh, to going back to Chicago and doing. Did you that. audition for that in Chicago? Uh, I did not. Or did your Chicago ties help you a little bit? Um, I knew. I knew a lot of the writers, okay, but I didn't approach them or anything. I think sort of my, my name was getting tossed around for some of the well, after they filled out their series regulars. Mm-hmm. My name was sort of getting tossed around for some of those guest star spots, and I think that I had a lot of like, oh yeah, we know that guy, we know that guy, we know that guy from like my Chicago work. Uh, nice. One of the guys specifically was a guy named Marcus Gardley, who mm-hmm. I think is one of uh, LA's best television writers right now, and he uh, was writing season one of The Shy, and I had done post-show discussions for his plays in Chicago. Oh, okay. I do a lot of like audience facilitation, audience engagement work and his plays in Chicago, we'd never met, but I had like done his like work on his stuff. So, uh, when I got that role, it was interesting. I sent in a tape for Chicago casting. So Mm -hmm. they got a tape and from that tape, they were like, well, why doesn't he come in for LA casting? So then I, I sent in the tape, Chicago casting saw it, they signed off, but then LA casting wanted to sign off. So then I went into LA casting. That's how that happened. Nice. And season one was supposed to be a nice long arc. And I still to this day am a little salty about it because a lot of that arc had to sort of be removed because I was doing How to Get a Murder at the same time and scheduling just didn't allow me to be in Chicago as much. So a lot of that like arc kind of got dropped and that sucked. Boy, that's how you work out here in Hollywood. Like Bezad. Mm-hmm. What were so, you doing, Steppenwolf in Chicago? Is that um, what you were doing, or just regular other theater? No, uh, I, I worked a lot at this theater company called Goodman Theater, okay. but I'm also a company member at a theater called Timeline. Okay. Um, I did a lot of like new play development work at Steppenwolf, but I never uh, did a main stage show at Steppenwolf. Um, I worked a lot at Victory Gardens Theater. And which uh, one were you with, Jackie? Same. I mean, you... Unless you're, I wasn't a company member anywhere, but okay. I just did stuff at different theaters. You know, Jackie and well. I did a play together in Chicago we did. Uh, called Holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Zero. This was at Adventure Stage Chicago. We did we did plays during the day, and schools would bus in their kids, and we did a production of Holes. Who did you play? Armpit. Armpit. 
I play zero. There's a dope picture that I have on Facebook. Maybe I should post it to the Culture Cakes yeah, Twitter slash Instagram. Do it. Of us as babies. I'm going to guess that that was. It was right after college. 2008. It was 2009. 2009. That's okay. tight. Yeah. Yeah. Holes was my favorite book until last year. Uh, until last year. <laughs> well, what happened last uh, year? I got more uh, interested you, in you, more adult reading. You got more. Yeah, oh, he yeah, started yeah. reading books last year. <laughs> the Fault in Our Stars. We uh, we did that show for Sasha Obama. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because remember there was one day there was hella dudes in black suits in the back, and I was yeah. like, oh, the Obama kids are here. Yeah, that's was wild. She was wild. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. I played Zero, Armpit. We had a little fight scene. We wore orange jumpsuits. We had to fake dig with these shovels and all that shit on stage. It was fun, man. I remember one of those shows. I was. It was the... It was right after college. So, you know, in college you go to parties and shit, and you you, you think you're young, you're supposed to party, and still do your craft. Uh, and but, these shows were in the morning because they were for kids. shows were in the morning. We had a couple d- evening Yeah, some weekend shows, evenings. But, yeah. yeah, that play went on for like two, a month and a half, two months, mm-hmm. I feel like. But it was... Uh, I remember my, one my day we went gig. out... Man, mine too. We went out and... Like, I just got so drunk the night before, and we had, like, a 10 a.m. show, mm-hmm. and I was I was still drunk. Like, I was hungover as fuck, but I was still drunk as shit, and I remember, and you and Holes, that was a stylized place, so, mm-hmm. like, we had, like, we were doing, like, stylized digging and shit. because yeah, it was an actual dirt, so right. we had to, like, we, and instead of, like, faking, like, miming dirt, he had just, like, sort of abstract yeah. things of that to, like, represent digging dirt. And sort I remember- like, movement-based shit. Yeah, it was, fuck, it was a very, it was a movement-based, like- Rhythmic. Rhythmic play as well. I remember one time, we were doing our shit, and we supposed to get down- and like the entire theater just like starts spinning. I was like, oh, I can't do this shit no more. Like I can't. I gotta. I gotta take care of myself before shows. Right. <laughs> like I can't yeah. go out the night before. Yeah. Drink. That was like my yeah. first. That was like when I was like, oh, I gotta grow the fuck up yeah. and like actually treat this as and a profession. It, and this, this is a job. This ain't class. This ain't right. This yeah, is a job. a job. Yeah, yeah. Like this is. I can't. I can't do this anymore. It's funny to me, especially especially on stage, and I do a lot of stage work, but especially on stage, how people who aren't actors, even people in the industry, sometimes who aren't actors. There's often this sense of like looking down and like, oh, they don't, this is the easiest job or they don't do shit. Well, they just say their lines kind of shit. And I really actually, I really resent that because I think there are people, I I think there are people who like just get up there and say their lines. There's a few, one or two in this industry who are, who become successful that way. But I mean, it is a full body investment. Mm -hmm. You know, what's so interesting with my co-star, another woman from Chicago named Shannon Mateski. She's my co-star on this last play. And the second half of the play is about the end of the world. So there's a lot of fear. Both of our characters are just in fear. And so for the second half of the play, we are acting really scared. We are feeling fear for each other and for our lives and for our, you know, our characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were saying at the end of the week where we do eight shows and on Saturdays, we do two shows on Saturdays, two shows on Sunday. I'm exhausted because my brain has been feeling fear for 20 hours this week. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot to be doing over and over again. Fear. And she yeah. was like, yeah, the fear is weighing on me. Like, it's just a to, lot. To play scared. Your brain don't know you're joking. Yeah, bro. I, I did a, a show called Women in Water. And it was a three-hour play about the Civil War. Um, and I was a lead character in that. And I was in the entire second act, which mm-hmm. was about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, literally from lights up, pretty much the lights down. Mm-hmm. Didn't leave stage once. And, like, this is a Civil War play, so, like, I'm doing fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the only black people in this mm-hmm. show, so mm-hmm. it's about racism and mm-hmm. shit. 
And like that play was about three, four weeks. Uh, and I remember I felt like it was like how athletes say this shit. After that play was over and we had our cast party, I went home that day and I slept for 17 yeah. hours. Dude. Yeah, you just get tired. I was fucking exhausted, bro. Because you're just adrenaline. Yeah, dude. I was, I was so, I was, I couldn't, I, was, I didn't plan that too. I was like, yeah, I'll get up tomorrow, start my day like normal. Woke up like 12 hours later, I was like, I'm still exhausted and went right back to sleep. Right. Shit was, it's crazy, bro. And it reminds <laughs> me, crazy. like, I get these messages on Twitter, Instagram sometimes. People are like, hey, I, I want to get into acting. How do I get an agent? And a lot of times I'm like, I, I get it and I understand that and I want to help these people and I want to encourage people to be in the arts. But at the same time, I'm like, go get training. Cause that's yeah. what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like first, before you send me that thing, like, and I don't say you got to go to some fancy ass school either. Like go get training, take a class, learn, go to the nearest Institute, talk to someone, learn, t- learn the craft. Because when you ask me, how do I get an agent? You know, I haven't ever done this. What it tells me is you you're not willing skip. to learn. Yeah, you're you not willing to do the, the craft. Like I did fucking Four years of college and then 10 years of master school in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. learning that shit in the masters of like with people. Like, I, I don't know. It just bothers me when people want to skip the craft and, and skip the work. Um, it is an actual thing. You would never do that to a doctor or a lawyer. Mm-mm. I tell you what, though, and I still want to do this. I, I still want to put up a production of Little Shop of Horrors in L.A. And I, I hit you up one time about this. I don't know if you remember, Carl. I was like, yo, would you be interested in playing the dentist? <laughs> and and that and I I still think that shit would be dope as hell. Uh it would be so fucking fun. But you would have to fake hit a woman. Mm. Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Somebody out there is upset that we just laughed at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, oh my gosh, it was a joke. It was a joke. I'm not gonna play and, the part. And I mean, you can play the part, but that's just a part of the we show. Could change it's part it. of the show. We wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Also, was it? It it's wasn't a like catalyst. A, it wasn't like a. He don't it was really just like a little her. like slap. It, he's an abusive oh, dentist he, boyfriend. Okay, okay. but that uh, that is also a main plot point for a big part of the that's show. Steve Martin's character, right? Steve Martin's character in the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he does that so you feel no remorse when he eventually gets murdered yeah. and fed to a fucking to the plane. Free yeah. me, Seymour. Uh, yeah, dude. I think it would be dope. Would you ever do a play? Yeah, I'd do a play. It, I'd, I'd like to do a funny play. Oh, there's tons of them. I've done a play. I've been in plays, haven't I? I don't know. I'm about to go see the, the new comedy at the Amundsen on Wednesday called The Play That Goes Wrong. It's a oh, farce. Yeah. I'm seeing that, so, too. Well, I may no, be I seeing guess, it on Wednesday, actually. Wednesday the 10th? I may be seeing it on that day. That's yeah. where I'm going. I guess I can't count, count them as plays. They're technically sketch shows, but they're technically reviews. So, uh-huh. like, Second City style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a full, long show with yeah, yeah. narrative callbacks and things like that. Sure, we sure, gotta sure. We got to sing and we got to, you know, but it is a, I've it, seen is, a lot of those. it is sketch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's slightly different. It ain't like, it ain't like different. doing it ain't like doing Maud Night where it's just like here's a series right. of six sketches. No, right. it is like no, I, I we have full production. Like right. we got to come out, do an opening, do it this, yeah. do it like. It's a little acts. different than like uh, sort of a, a singular character arc because you play yeah, multiple characters, of course. Yeah, and and like with sets, costumes, lights, and also even doing plays is different. Are you doing a storefront play for ninety people in a thrust? Are you doing a major play on a proscenium for a thousand people? Mm. Like that sort of style changes too. Yeah, you know what's funny? 
Here's a play I've been in. It was a play called uh, Tambourines to Glory. <laughs> Tambourines to That's Glory. That's black as hell. a Chitlin Circuit play uh, yeah. that my mom was in when I was younger, when I was little. Yeah. And they added me to like be like a little kid that comes out and like does a shout dance yeah. when I was like 10 years old. That's and this was at the Wilshire funny. E-Bell Theater. Oh, yeah. So this is one of those places funny. they like announce on coming live to the Wilshire Ebell Theater. It's Tambourines <laughs> to Glory, starring Cheryl Pepsi Riley. Like always, like some like this uh, shit is nasty. What is that? This the Starbucks refresher, coconut water, strawberry lemonade. This shit is nasty. Does it have coffee in it? I don't know. That would be nasty to add coffee to. Uh, ingredients cut water coconut water white grape juice apple juice sugar green yeah green coffee bean Ugh. oh yeah. this that shit, shit is nasty i'm drinking that shit Stop i took one shit. sip uh hey yo. did you guys read about this thing gwyneth paltrow uh didn't recognize sebastian stan who's been in like four movies with her i don't know who that is that's the dude from the avengers he's that he's oh Buck. the iron wolf dude yeah oh yeah it says so apparently but they never did a scene together yeah, but like, bro, he's in four movies with you, and she don't know who he is. So apparently, they, they never were... did a scene together. So they, they only would interact with each other at a premiere. And they were on set, and uh, and like Gwen Pelt was like, "Hi, Gwen," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, we we in the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Avenger." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I, that that is not as surprising to me as you think it is. Because they remember people. No, the, the, that she wouldn't remember him because one, he's an all, Avenger though. But in all the Avengers, she's barely in them, right? And they never have had a scene together. Probably at the is it a spoiler to say end of Endgame? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the only time they were in a scene together. Is that and that was everybody, right? Uh, and I'm still convinced that they all weren't on set together. You think that was CGI? <laughs> I think it was CGI, yeah. Yeah. And then... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was. I bet I there's know. some article, some think piece about that day. I yeah. didn't see it. And then also, like, he probably looks different because he's like long hair yeah. and buff and shit and that. He made a tweet. He was like, it was really great to introduce myself to Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's trash. So, Is she? <laughs> not in real trash. I oh. just mean like, she she's a celebrity. So I can see her yeah. also not fucking re- remembering somebody who she deems not important. I'm Damn, not going to say nothing about Gwyneth Paltrow. Why? Are you fucking her? No, I'm not fucking going to talk Because in Why case you don't know, Bezad is a big, big comer. comer. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying nothing about Glenn. I didn't mean she trash like she's a trash person. I just mean like she got that celebrity about her. Where? No, I hear you. She did that that cruising remix with uh, Huey Lewis in the news in the movie Duet. Should have been Huey, Huey Lewis in the cruising. Oh, shit, Bezad. Yo. Turn his mic off. <laughs> Turn his mic off, yeah. Yo, I I'm still interested. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see uh, Carl in the play. Carl, can we do something? Yeah, I'll do a play. Now, can we do something right now? Yeah. Can I give you? Can I give you a Shakespeare sonnet to read? Okay. Uh, or something. What, what's the play? What's the What's the character? No, in the play? I have a better idea. Now, give me a Shakespeare no, play. I, I got a better one. I got a better thing for him to read. He's gonna read the iconic monologue from the Glass Menagerie that Tom says to his mother. No, I don't want him to read no black shit. It's not black. I, I want him to read. Tom's white. I know, but I mean, like he can read that. I want him to read some Shakespeare shit. All right. The I cool want... thing about that one is it, that's the one. It was like, I go to the movies, mom. I go to the movies, even though he's going to fuck dudes. And the thing. <laughs> like, she's like, where do you go all night? He's like, I just go to the movies, mom. I yeah. swear. See, no, I could, I could see Carl in that lane. I can see Carl in that lane. I want to see him in the lane that... Shakespeare. All right. Yeah, well, so what's him, a Shakespeare give play? Give him Hamlet. Hamlet? 
Give him, right. give him Hamlet. Uh, act four, scene four, Hamlet gonna, soliloquy. The, is that the to be or not to be? No. Act four, scene four, the best one. Hold on. All act right. four, scene four, how all occasions do inform against now, me. Now, don't, don't give him right. Don't give him Don't give shit. me nothing. Don't, yeah, don't give yeah, me no yeah. ins- inspiration. Act, act four, scene four. Scene four. All right. Hamlet. And there's a huge monologue at the very end. I think I almost got it here. <clears throat> Let me get my, clear my throat for acting. 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 <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. Sometimes why? J-E-L-L-O. 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 Jello. A-E-I-O-U. J-E-L-L-O. B-I-L-L-C-O-S-B-Y. It starts there. We witness this army and it goes to the end. Okay. All right, <laughs> y'all gonna be laughing at me, huh? No, 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 no. I'm, this, gonna, just I'm not gonna the, laugh at. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fra- frame this. This is the last monologue before intermission. So when you okay. finish this monologue, blackout intermission. Okay. Do and, I have to uh, read this in a British accent? No, because he's actually a Danish prince, but most people should not do it in okay. a British accent. <clears throat> All right, here we go. But it's Shakespearean. All right, here we go. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you're looking. You're, okay, here's what's happening. I, I, I no, I, I, I'm bit. just saying. I don't know. You 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 just put extra pressure on I'm me. Sorry, I'm sorry. With the, it's Shakespearean because I know that they have that iambic pentameter. Yeah, this, this like is that. an iambic pentameter. It is an iambic pentameter. But don't worry about it. But check it out. He's looking across at his army right mm-hmm. now, and he's like, "Fuck, we're about to go kill a lot of people." Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Turn around, both of you guys. <laughs> right. Witness this army of such mass and charge. Led by a delicate and tender prince, <laughs> whose spirit with divine ambition puffed makes mouths at the invisible event, exposing what is mortal and unsure to that all to all that fortune, death, and danger dare, even for an eggshell, rightly to be great, it not to stir without great argument, but greatly to find a quarrel in a straw. When honor's at the stake, how I stand then. That have a father killed, a mother stained, excitement of my reason and my blood. And let all sleep while, to my shame, I see the imminent death of 20,000 men. That for a fantasy and trick of fame, go to their graves like beds, fight for a plot whereon the numbers cannot try the cause, which is not Tomb enough and continent to hide the slain. Oh, from this time forth, my thoughts be bloody or be nothing worth. That's Blackout. it. Blackout. Blackout. <laughs> I like that, it. That's my like favorite. It. That's my favorite monologue in Shakespeare. Like How do you know, I know when to go up and down? Like, I mean, it's still. Shakespeare gives you this thing. Uh, there's something called folio technique. Mm. And so Shakespeare was giving. So actors had like three hours to learn these plays, right? Like mm-hmm. Shakespeare would give you a thing and he would give you a package of only your lines. Mm-hmm. And you would know like the cue line from somebody else. So somebody else that's listening to you, the reason why they were such good actors because they actually don't know when you end. All the other actor would know is your last line. Mm-hmm. So he's just chilling there looking at you, waiting for you to say the last line, which looks like awesome listening because mm-hmm. they are listening. Um, and they learned fast. So the way that they got clues and what to do was the was the actual words. I'll give you an example. Um, Romeo has a line where he says, um, the hounds in hell howling ha- the hounds in hell howling attends it how hast thou the heart 
all those H's, you can't say that and not be out of breath. Yeah. The H is forced to be out of breath. So it lets you know the emotional state of the character. Because just by saying it, you're like, the how hast thou the heart? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, damn, that's my emotional life just coming in. He was dope. Mm-hmm. He invented 20% of the words we use today. And what's amazing about that is he couldn't even have invented words like computer and internet and air conditioning and yeah. things that didn't even exist. But he still invented 20% of the words we use today. And the best example of that is his birth certificate was in Latin and his death certificate was in English. Just mm. his life changed the common language from Latin to English. Crazy. Have you heard of Tyler Perry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my favorite monologue you did. How, how was I supposed was, to that know? That was not half bad, though. That was good. How yeah. am I supposed to know when and where to like there's, there's raise tricks. and period and... periods are periods are like pause points, commas are jump off points like trampolines. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then also like the thing with Shakespeare, and I've only been in one Shakespeare. We've been, with we me. did Romeo and Juliet. I was together. Romeo and Jack Keys uh, was Benvolio. Yeah, and is is I was your cousin, and I am Cornholio, uh, and I'm Cornholio. <laughs> is you also do script text analysis and script analysis? So also knowing what you're saying also gives you yeah. clues to the emotional state of right. what you are, especially now. Yeah, And with iambic pentameter, we'll give you an example of that too. Like you could say Romeo is three syllables, right? You could say Romeo, but you could also say Romeo. And so Shakespeare often had character names that could be done in two syllables or three syllables to make it latch the 10. Okay. If, there's a, if there's this line he has that only has nine syllables, then you know you're supposed to say Romeo. Mm. If he has a line that has 10 and it goes to 11 with Romeo, then you know you could say Romeo. You know, it allowed you to like Romeo and Romeo. Yeah. Or like Juliet and Juliet. Right. Oh. And and so he did that with a lot of his characters so that you can you can fudge it into the 10. This dude was smoking. And so that the most famous line in Shakespeare is to be or not to be. That is the question. Mm-hmm. That's 11. Mm-hmm. And so one of the reasons why that's such a big line is because the rest of the monologue is in 10. Mm. That one line sticks out in 11. So to be or not to be, that is the question. And there is a scholar who thinks the line is not question, who thinks the line is to be or not to be, that is the quest, mm. which makes the whole meaning of the monologue different. So some scholars in Shakespeare do it, to be or not to be, that is the quest. That don't even sound right. Mm. Don't even it sounds sound kind of right. right. The I mean, quest. I mean, it sounds dope, but it don't sound right to me. Yeah. It's to be but or when not you, to be, that is the question. And then that's 11 and the rest and of the then, scene is yeah, in 10. Cause yeah, because then, and then and you, to make it the quest, it does. It changes the entire fucking monologue. For sure. And, Which is dope, dude. And, and then it's another clue. He gives you so many clues that if your character speaks in 10, in 10, in 10, in 10, and then at one moment he speaks in 11, then you're like, oh shit, my character is obviously fucked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's speaking different than he normally does. You know that is. You did a good thing. job in that monologue. Actually. That wasn't terrible. I love that monologue. It's my that was favorite good, monologue. Man. That was good. You should do Shakespeare. Would you do Shakespeare? Nah, I'm a comedian. Nah, I mean, but you could, they got There's, comedies. They got comedies. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing my comedy until I am gonna do my my uh, magnum opus like uh, Jim Carrey when he did the number twenty three. Oh, good what lord! What does it all mean? The Truman Show. What does it all mean? <laughs> Eternal Sunshine. Ah. Eternal Sunshine. You went to the worst dramatic movie. Yeah. <laughs> Those and credits were dope. dope. The opening credits of that movie were dope. They had all the number twenty three conspiracies. Mm-hmm. The opening credits were dope. Man, I love Jim Carrey. Speaking though. of conspiracy, have you heard the conspiracy that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's long lost son? Really? That's an insane conspiracy. It's not. It's not insane. It's not. Jimmy Butler's mom, his last name is Butler. She, she, he took his mom's name because he doesn't know who his dad is. Mm-hmm. He was born in 89. Mm-hmm. His mother lived in Chicago in 88. Think mm-hmm. about Jordan in 88, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
apparently they've done all these like you should google it it's hilarious google michael jordan jimmy butler and jimmy butler's son and there's all these face matches they got the same exact nose and shit and they do like face matches it's i'm not saying it's true i'm not saying it is but it is a funny conspiracy theory and you they, they got like hella youtube videos and articles about like how it could be true and all that kind of shit Dude, I love I love a uh, conspiracy theory. Me too. It's it's great. There's I a never face match that though that is like real. That's real. All right. That's well, like that's well, like real. You know, uh, detailed. I don't know that's real. There would be, that would be very interesting if he was. Yeah. What if we all had? Who would you want your dad to be if it was an athlete? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> that's very funny. That's good. Who, what about have you? Have you thought about that before? That answer was too uh, quick. Yeah. Uh, my. I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have Shannon Sharp play my dad on the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, on your show? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Um, my dad was an athlete though. He played in the NFL. Yeah, that's fucking dope. What about yeah. you, Bayside? I mean, my F. Murray Abraham. Who? who? F. Murray Abraham. I don't know who that is. Come on, man. Yes, I don't you know do. Who the fuck that is? Why would I know who that is? Because he's fucking a Oscar nominated actor. <laughs> then they ain't win. Here you go, this guy. You your phone that. too far away for me to grab it. <laughs> Let me see. I mean, I, I've seen his face. Look, I'm a little screwed in this. I gotta go from the Middle Eastern right. actors. That ain't that many. I mean, you can you can have a you, you can, can have, have a man, white I'm or a black dad. Maz Jabrani. <laughs> oh my god, I. He's I would funny. have. I would let the. I would, the Rock would be my. Mazzarini was an actor in this uh, show called Superior Donuts, right? Yeah. And so they had this audition for us, and we were all auditioning, and the character's name is Maz. And we were all auditioning, and I asked my friend Usman, I say, hey, you going in for this Superior Donuts pilot? He goes, no. I go, why not? He goes, because the character's name is Maz, motherfucker. They're going to give it to Maz. And I was like, oh, shit. So I turned on the audition, too. You should have went. It was Maz. They wrote the character called yeah, Maz. They had a lot of, I auditioned for uh, Jermaine's part. And which was John Michael Hill in the Seven Wolf part. And yeah. made, it, made it pretty damn far. And it was like. Why y'all know y'all gonna give this to Jermaine? Hey. Why y'all keep wasting my time? I'll just for that mm-hmm. shit like five times. They do that so that they can tell Jermaine's people that they hey we can go with Carl for for this. They you don't know me. Lower, they nobody know who I was. Yeah, but still they be like we negotiate. got this other actor who's good. So you better negotiate down a little bit. Yeah, 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 guys. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Let's uh, do it. This has just been classic, classic Culture Kings. We got Carl back. We had Bezad in the room. We still didn't watch Two Girls in One Cup, but you should. Go watch it. Let that's us know. A, you if can't you tell never, people to watch that. That's assault. <sighs> if you would like to consent to watch Two yes, Girls yeah. in One Cup, <laughs> then Google it. Google it. Enthusiastic and then let us consent. Know. If you enthusiastically consent. Enthusiastically consent. And if you say no in the middle of it, you yeah, can stop. You can always, you can always receive stop. your consent. You can, you can stop and turn it off. We ain't saying you got to keep it going. But if you do want to watch it to the end, let us know how it was for you. We are interested. I am interested. At Jackie Snell on everything. At Culture Kings Pod on everything. Carl Tart. Carl Tart at Dammit Carl on everything. Bezad Dabu. At Bezad Dabu on everything. B E H Z A D D A B U. You got something coming down the pipeline you want people to know about? Nope. You got something coming down the pipeline you want people to know about? Uh, you can catch me bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. Uh, what do I have? coming up you can find me watch Robbie on Comedy Central in the fall in case I'm not back on this show before that um watch uh watch TV 
Don't watch me. Watch TV. No, I'm playing. Come to UCB if you're around. You can find me in St. Louis rolling them dubs, smoking them dubs and clubs, blowing up. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Good evening and goodbye. <laughs>